0: In the wake of the devastation caused by the brush fires stoked by the winds of departing storm Dora that decimated Lahaina Town on the island of Maui, Hawaii, I wanted to take this week's podcast episode to share some history of this place that was the first capital of the Kingdom of Hawaii. I hope to honor this historic place, celebrate the people who are Lahaina and bring attention to what will be a long and difficult recovery. But what I hope this episode inspires you to do is go and read and listen to the stories of the people of Maui that have lost generations of family history and that have seen the land of their ancestors destroyed. I will be linking to some of these stories on Substack where you can find a transcript of this episode and pictures of the Lahaina that impacted so many of us. Lahaina holds deep cultural significance to the people of Hawaii. In 1802, King Kamehameha made Lahaina the capital of the Hawaiian kingdom. He built a palace there, and it was the seat of the government for 50 years. King Kamehameha united the Hawaiian islands. And in episode one of season two, our guest, Kainoa Harkajo, shares his thoughts on Kamehameha and gives us a condensed history of the Hawaiian people. I encourage you to go back and listen if you haven't. Lahaina was known, and is still known, for its beautiful weather, consistently sunny skies, and lush landscape, making it an inviting place for whalers and missionaries to make their homes next to the native Hawaiians. During the 1800s, Lahaina was a central whaling port because of the whale migration routes. At times, there were up to 400 ships in the harbor. When King Kamehameha II gave permission for missionaries to start settling in Lahaina, the lifestyles of the two very different groups, sailors and missionaries, clashed and created tensions. As the whaling industry faded, other opportunity seekers arrived in the islands, and sugarcane and pineapple popped up. These industries also ushered in the destruction of the water systems as water was rerouted, land cleared, and soil depleted. Across the island, the scars of deforestation of the sandalwood from Haleakala, the repeated burn-off of sugarcane, and the consequences of monocropping still exist. But organizations like HILT, Hawaii Island Land Trust, and our guest Scott Fisher from episode 10 of season 2, are working to conserve and protect the land as well as restore the ancient water systems, fish ponds, and taro patches. Lahaina continued to be a booming port and hub of the island of Maui. And in 1873, Sheriff William Owen planted what many of us think of when we think Lahaina, the banyan tree. The sheriff planted it to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the first Protestant mission in Lahaina. The banyan tree covered an entire city block, stood over 60 feet tall, and recently, April 24th of 2023, turned 150 years old. This banyan tree was not only the largest in Hawaii, but the largest in the US and one of the largest in the world it had 16 trunks, and when planted was only 8 feet tall. It was the canopy to the birthday of King Kamehameha II, home to hundreds of mina birds, and a resting place for anyone and everyone who traveled through Lahaina. I have always loved banyan trees and have one tattooed on my side, so the Lahaina banyan tree was one of the first places where my partner Allison took me on my very first trip to the island. Banyan trees are ever-changing. They are constantly reinventing themselves, moving outward, stretching beyond their original capacity. They are known as the walking tree, and they symbolize longevity and immortality. In Hinduism, they are sacred and are used as an image of God sheltering his devotees. As the loss of life continues to increase, at the time of this writing, it stands at 80, with many more still missing, and the magnitude of what has been lost continues to sink in. The Hawaiian people, the citizens of Maui, the business owners, workers, sailors, and more will need more than a symbol of longevity. They will need practical support in various forms. Over 2,000 structures have been destroyed or damaged in Lahaina, with nearly 1,500 people in six shelters across Maui. A first and very easy way you can support is by not going to Hawaii at this time. Resources are always limited, and Maui will need to use the accommodations they have to support those displaced. Please visit Conversation Mill. Substack.com to read the well-articulated message from a local resident on this topic. You will also be able to follow links to support the individuals and organizations I'm about to share. A majority of Conversation Mill Substack posts are member-only, but of course, this week's resources are free to access, and you will find a transcript of this episode with links and ways to help and memories of Lahaina. As I said, there will be a wide array of ways to help Maui in the coming days, weeks, months, and even years. They will need long-term support, not just an initial outpouring. They will need everything from physical goods to mental health services as the days keep coming. While Lahaina is the focus of this episode, it has not been the only area of Maui affected by the fires. The upcountry fires in Kula have destroyed or damaged 544 buildings, 96% of which of these are residential. At the time of this recording, three fires are still active in Kihei, Lahaina, and upcountry. I want to start by highlighting what some of our guests from previous episodes have been doing on the ground in Maui. One way you may want to support is to continue to buy from these businesses so they can continue their efforts and donations there on Maui. In fact, Continuing to support the local economy of Maui as the weeks progress into months by purchasing from local businesses via their online stores is a way to keep locals employed while tourism is down. Consider purchasing your Christmas gifts this year from locally owned and operated Maui businesses as tourism will continue to be reduced, and we want to keep the economy going and hold jobs for the community there. Here are a few of our guests that have sprung into action. Aloha Bright creator Dr. Sonia Gupta is donating toothbrushes, floss, and other dental supplies. You can support her by following her on social media, purchasing from her online store, and watching for her daily posts on what donations are needed. Depot Market, Tiffany, and Christian are supporting their community in various ways, but one way that is close to their hearts is by shopping for and donating dog and cat food to the Maui Humane Society. You can support their efforts by by donating directly to the Maui Humane Society or visiting their online shop. Christmas is not that far away. Keep their handmade jewelry in mind as gifts this season and support a local family that grew up on Maui that is now actively supporting their community any way they can. Moko Roots owner Alexis is providing food and additional resources like gas to the people of Lahaina. While Moko Roots is located in Lahaina, it is situated outside of the downtown and was spared from the fires. Alexis has been boots on the ground, providing whatever Moko Roots can. She is accepting donations on her website to continue these efforts. Amory Maori of Maui Recovery matched initial donations and is accepting donations then running to local stores, purchasing supplies, and giving them directly to those in need. He has been documenting his efforts on Instagram, in videos, and pictures. Visit his Instagram to learn more. Sparky's Food Company has taken the lead once again and has closed its restaurant for seating to be a hub for donations and to use the kitchen to cook for first responders and firefighters and community members affected by the fires. While you cannot donate directly to their efforts, you can see the initiative they are leading on their social media platforms. There are additional links in the show notes and on conversationmill.substack.com to support in all the various ways. These include Hawaii Red Cross, Your Mana, Maui Humane Society, and Hawaii Community Foundation. As a reminder, Maui will need ongoing support beyond this week, this month, and even this year. For those of us that Maui has had a lasting impact on, we will not forget in the coming months. I will share the ongoing recovery efforts in the months and possibly years to come on this platform. And while Maui and Hawaii is a community that I was so graciously welcomed into with aloha, I may not be familiar with other communities around the country that will experience great loss this year and moving forward. As we grow this podcast community, share with me the stories and needs of your communities as these tragedies occur. While I pray they are rare, the reality is that they will continue in various ways and degrees. Share your stories with me, If your community is impacted, so I can bring attention and awareness to them here. Let's support the locals on the ground in Maui and let them rebuild in line with their ancestry, cultural values, and aloha. If you visit conversationmill.substack.com, you can also learn some Hawaiian language that you will be hearing in social media posts and news stories coming from Maui. You will soon find the beauty and wisdom behind the language of the Hawaiian people. I believe it is our kuleana to educate ourselves on the cultures we ask to invite us in, or that we insert ourselves into to visit or live. To end, I'd like to read a brief poem from W.S. Merwin, who made his home on Maui, and left a legacy of deep respect for the Hawaiian people and the land. This poem is called The Inevitable Lightness. The roads and everything on them fly up and dissolve. A net rises from the world, the cobweb in which it was dying. And the earth breathes, naked with its new scars, and sky everywhere. Thank you for being a listener of Conversation Mill. The podcast is growing, but we need your continued support in the form of comments, likes, and subscriptions. If you've enjoyed even one episode, please take two minutes to comment under the episode or the podcast itself or rate the podcast. Hitting the subscribe button wherever you listen to the podcast helps tremendously. Every like and subscribe helps me support local businesses and local nonprofits by giving them a platform to tell their stories. Together, we can foster the understanding, diversity, and economies that make our individual communities flourish while creating our own community here at Conversation Mill. Also, you can join us at conversationmill.substack.com where you can become a member and receive weekly member-only content, including member-only episodes. I look forward to sharing a new conversation with you next week. And as always, thank you for your support.